Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Oh, uh, uh, hi, hi, it's me. I thought you were going to say cats and kittens for a second. <laughs> no, I, I took it up a notch. Um, surprise! Here is your Halloween bonus episode that literally no one knew about. You don't think we would leave you guys alone in Halloween month? No, right? Completely? Without hearing the awesome theme music? Right? right? Oh. We do love that music. We do. We wouldn't do you dirty like that. No. I'll do you dirty, but not like that. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> hey, so we wanted to do this bonus Halloween episode for a couple reasons. A, we had already planned on doing this before, like, well, we decided doing it when we made the decision to take Halloween month off because we wanted, mm -hmm. we know you guys love Halloween month just as much as us. It has a name, you know. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, Halloween month. Thank you. Oh, Anyways, and we wanted to do, you know, some more random trivia and some statistics. Mm. Ooh, statistics. Mm. Ooh, say it again. <laughs> statistics. And we also wanted to, you know, catch you up what we've been doing the last two months. And we knew that would overtake our return episode coming out mm. next Monday. So here's a catch up, some Halloween stuff. And to top it off, the cherry on top, some Ooh. ghost stories submitted by our listeners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how. Mm -hmm. So as far as what we've been up to for the last. <laughs> Sarah and I are so confused. <laughs> for the I don't know. I think we're all confused. Oh. As far as what yeah. we've all been up to for the last two months. Uh, oh, real quick. Before yeah. we go into that. We also want to apologize on. The surprise, hey, we're off, and you guys don't know that. We did blast it everywhere on Patreon and on the social media sites, but we had already decided to take Halloween month off. A.K.A. And, October. <laughs> and the what? episode that we were going to record and announce that, well, we had difficulties. Yeah, we had some major technical major. issues um which resulted in us having to send some equipment back and wait for that for the new equipment to come back and it was and a two-day delivery it got delivered a week weeks. and a half <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's when they got it and then we got it two weeks later so we were just like yeah we had sold our old equipment Mm -hmm. So we, we were just left with nothing and decided to bag September as well. Yeah, it, it yeah. was it was very much a bummer for us yeah. to have to do that, especially to leave you guys high and dry. Like, oh, suddenly there's no episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but thank yeah. you to all of you guys mm -hmm. for being with us still and to all the lovely messages that you sent us, you yes. know, um, saying that you missed us. That was so awesome because I was really enjoying two months off. I'm like, they won't know we're gone. Yeah. Let's just <laughs> Irish goodbye. Irish. They'll never <laughs> notice it. Yeah. No, we have had a lot. We had a lot of people come in and be like, where are you guys? Is everything okay? And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You know, we tell them the story. Oh, thank God you'll be back. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So thank you again for, 
your patience and your understanding, everybody. We get it that uh, that can be frustrating, you know, when you're counting on things to happen and they don't. um, We get it. Yeah, we got a lot. Like I said, we got a lot of messages and a lot were like we are their outlet like their friends, especially with a lot of people still quarantining, yep. like we all are. Mm-hmm. And actually, we yeah. see Sarah now because for some reason, I just barely thought about doing FaceTime with you while we record so we can see each other and interact. And it's it's nice. You guys, it's the best. We're living Great. in the future. We are. Crazy. <laughs> it's so much better than just staring blankly out into my basement. Like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, it's mm-hmm. best. Now we just need that robot from the old Looney Tunes commercials that would come out and like sweep up everything. I guess now I they have know. it. It's a Roomba, but yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, yeah. The future is all right. So let's 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 here. start with Sarah. What what? Because Eric and I pretty much did the same thing. Mary, what have you been up to? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked, Eric. Uh, these two months, I really took time to myself. It's true. This is the first I've seen her in two months. Surprise! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I wish I was up to more exciting things, but it's kind of right. (laughs) Like, we've been quarantining still. So, but really, like, I spent a lot of time gardening, like, paying attention to my garden, ripping my garden out, trying to figure out how to use everything from my garden because I don't know who I was planting for. Yeah, your last haul, girl, was huge. You guys, that squash and pumpkin haul. Damn. Those are eggplants. Hello. All right. Well, no, but I mean, I just, I planted way too much. Like, damn. You're like, oh, wait, we're a family of three. Sarah's like, I'm going to plant <laughs> one of everything. And even though I'm a family of four, only two people eat things for real. Right? Well, okay. I have a ton of tomatoes, which Jack will actually eat tomatoes. Oh, but it, it's just ridiculous. Like, next year, there's going to be some heavy modifications. But other than that, it's like, hanging out with the kids like we go for a walk in the morning i come home i feed them i come home i sleep i wake i walk <laughs> okay so you saw bly manor oh yes yes i did <laughs> she slept then she walked she yes. wakes oh. she wakes she sleeps she wakes she walks yeah mm-hmm. all you have to add in is like then she cooked then she cleaned then she that, then she wiped god yeah. No, but I mean, we watched some good TV. Like, yeah, what'd we watched you watch? Manor. Okay. Um, what'd you think? We, I loved it, you guys. Same. We loved it. And I, I've I heard get, hate. I've heard the hate. Oh, I've heard a lot I've of hate because the, it's a gothic romance. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. The ghost finding was like Fisher Price for both Eric and Sarah. Uh huh. <laughs> like, Eric would be so happy he spotted I found it. one. <laughs> Hey, I did find some before you did. Okay. Wink. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I'm, I'm so bad at it. Like, I don't think Haunted or Hill House and Bly should be considered the same. No. They're completely they're different. They're very different entities. They, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're totally, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, as long as you're not trying, like, if you don't go into it being like, Hill House Part 2, like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. no. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's a very it's not different story. Yeah. But, yes, we enjoyed it thoroughly. Like to the point where I was actually like slightly depressed when we finished it. Yes. Just, like, dude, not, I wrote you. I was like, you better watch episode three. Was it? Four. No, four, 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 four with four. of Hannah and Owen's love story. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I think I even wrote you at 1 a.m. I'm like, did you watch this yet? I was like, no, I'm sorry. You're I, like, I can't yeah. until 9 tomorrow. And I, I like, love yeah. Hannah. I love Hannah. Yeah, I love Owen. Like, I it love was Owen, just, too. It was so love good. Love him on iZombie. Mm. Anyways. I okay, what else yeah. did you watch? <laughs> so, we finally got through season two of The Boys. Yeah. I Mary actually just started, it. just started it. I'm on episode Three of season two. No, episode three. Or four, I watched yeah. them all already, but yeah. Yeah. And, and she just um, barely was finally like, okay, I'll get around to watching the boys. And I will say like, it won't, it's not really like a spoiler or anything, mm-hmm. but it, it took me about three episodes to like, after the third episode, I was all, oh, hell yeah, here we are. It, that they really crank up the juice. It, I like season two I a agree. lot better than season one when it comes but to the no, boys. But no, like it, but the first couple of episodes I was like, I that's any season though that you, you always kind of have a weird like they oh, introduce sure. new people yeah. like anna cash's new character on there what was her name yeah. uh stormfront yeah oh man love i love anna cash first of all if you've oh, never watched good. you're the worst go find it uh, we've talked about that show yeah it's brilliant you're the worst yeah. is amazing and she's so oh, good oh at my it. gosh but, yeah. okay what else so like, yeah um, i watched the I've oh, and one of the, the uh, one of the supernatural guys is coming to season three of the boys too. Oh, oh I think you said uh, uh, Jason. I don't know. Whatever. One of the, yeah. the one of the two main guys. I, yeah, don't, I don't know. know. Uh, so it's going to be in season. Um, what else did I watch? Those are the two main things. I don't get a lot of like adult TV time. I got to see the first episode of the new unsolved mysteries. She's like Peppa Pig. <gasps> I've seen all yes. the Peppa Pigs now. Yes. Um, okay, I need you to get to okay, the tsunami one was really good. Yeah, that one was really good. That, that one was, was so sad. It's it's about ghosts. So yeah. you'll like that one. But the Joanne Romaine, man, that has kept me up at night. Oh, the one the outside murder of Detroit. or suicide. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to tell it gross point. Okay. Yeah, gross yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, we'll discuss. That's a good one. They yeah. left so much out, and I was telling Eric how much they left out of the story, and he's like, what? Yeah, that's an insane story. That one is really good. Yeah. The funny thing about, the, I noticed like the first couple episodes, it felt like they were just dragging the same things out over and oh, over again. First like to, to make it into an hour, it felt like they were just saying the same yeah. thing three times. Like that one guy, the reporter or the investigator. Yeah. He kept saying the same thing, like rewording it over and over. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. I totally think she's a spy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that could have been like a 30 minute episode. No. Yeah, it could have. Yeah, it definitely could have. They, but they yeah, other than that, like my life's been kind of boring. You guys, I'm actually super excited to be back because, like, <laughs> I, my my time that I spend researching, it just got like overlapped into more time with my kids. Ugh, who wants that? Yeah. Ugh, I mean, no, they're, <laughs> they're, they're fabulous. Her I love face them. was so good. I'm just gonna say it was a delay, and we didn't, didn't catch on. No, it's nice to have your alone time. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, where you can sit down and do like, your research, do your recording, and all that. Yeah, Eric yeah, finally like put a door thing. on his office, but little does he know, I know how to operate the door handles. <laughs> Oh, it took her a while, but she figured it out. It's like jiggle, 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 <laughs> jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> like one of the highlights of our Halloween month is we just drive around and look at people's mm-hmm. Halloween yeah. decorations. So I think we like did an overload of that because all of a sudden Jack, who like for any new listeners, he's my three year old. Mm-hmm. Most of uh, he's fine with most of them because it's not like they're super scary, right? But. There's one that I saw, like, and I was like, ooh, is that like a werewolf? What's going on? 
And so we drove by it without me seeing it first. And you guys, it's the scariest werewolf I've ever seen. And he was terrified. Oh, no. It's like this werewolf that's like crouching over on all fours and it has like long hair and when you get close to it it like starts shuddering (gasps) and like so it's like an animatronic then it's animatronic but i was thinking like the inflatable he was like yeah no but he saw it once and he's like no 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 no, we can't see it again like he wouldn't even let me turn around to like drive back just to get home and you guys he's been like traumatized by it and so all of a sudden he's gotten super clingy and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. He needs some dogs in his life. It's time to, to rehash yeah. that conversation with Brett and you need to get a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what this is. But anyway, is. so like the kids have gotten super clingy. Finn's teething and Ugh. Jack is like afraid of the werewolf that's going to be hiding in the closet. Which makes sense. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, like my kids like are stuck to me 24-7. Listen, lycanthropy is no joke. Okay. <laughs> As we've learned. Well, you, you tried a lot of new recipes. I saw I those posts. Yeah. yeah. Lots of zucchini bread. Because <laughs> I have it's all replaced of the banana bread at the beginning of quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Sarah is basically the gourd queen. She's just. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's what she said. Yeah, the gourd queen. <laughs> okay. Well, I will tell you, and Eric will interject. On TV shows that we watched, and I know we've talked about other stuff you watched, so, like, share your two cents, too. Yeah. But we watch so much TV. <laughs> like, we have left butt imprints on our, our couch. Oh, man, we've totally rearranged our front room so that we can sit closer to the TV. Because we've been yes. playing video games, too. So, oh, yeah. yeah. it's it's weird. Like, I... <laughs> I always think of the stupidest things, but I'm like, if we die in our sleep because of carbon monoxide or something, oh and they come gosh. into our homes, they're going to be like, who arranges their furniture this way? And Eric's like, yes, that's that's going to be everything. That's our big concern, yeah. yes. <laughs> our, our dead bodies are going to be so embarrassed about this. Oh. All right. So, <laughs> shut up, you guys. It, huh, I'm not even going to apologize for my, my ways. <laughs> So, again, we watch so much TV, uh, obviously Halloween Wars, like, whoa, Bake Off, all about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Lovecraft. Mm, Lovecraft Country, yes. Lovecraft Country on HBO. I, I will say Lovecraft had one of the best, the best metamorphosis mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Ever seen. And just when you see it the first time, you're like, what and then they do it again you're like what and then there's this uh sex scene like it's hbo come on think true blood yeah, whatnot obviously. it's all softcore porn yeah, yeah basically mm-hmm. but there there's this love making scene mm-hmm. that the metamorphosis happens and you're like what mm-hmm. it is so good it's good yeah it's mm-hmm. bonkers and the show is bonkers the show's great too it's beautiful it's you have to you have to be involved though if you're going to watch that show, you can't just check out and, you know, yeah. watch just bits and pieces. Mary. Yeah, you have to pay attention <laughs> on that show. But it, it's heartbreaking. It's oh, very well acted. It's, Stun- it, it's and weird it's sad as shit. Because it talks a lot about There's racism. A, oh, racism and, is, ugh, is the main theme. Like, yeah, in it. yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Uh, I watched The Vow, which is the cult, the cult show on, uh, mm-hmm. on HBO. Yeah, on HBO. Yeah. Cobra Kai. Holy shit. 
That's on my list. Couple so, awesome. good. Mm-hmm. so good. So um, good. Lucifer. Mm-hmm. And we watched The Bly Lucifer. House. I watched Ratchet. You didn't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't oh, get into Ratchet. I watched most of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I rewatched All of Shit's Creek again. <laughs> and then oh. Unsolved Mysteries. I think we're on uh, episode four. I don't know. We're, yeah. We just finished the tsunami one, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we got Shudder. Mm-hmm. So much. So, so many, many horror good shows movies. on that. Yeah. Oh man! If you have Shudder, uh, I would recommend checking out Mortuary Collection. That one's a lot of fun, as well as uh, Scare Me. Oh yeah, Scare Me again with Anna Cash. Anna Cash. Yeah. Anna Cash. Anna Sorry, Cash. I said yeah. the wrong Anna. Yeah, that one's a lot of fun because it's just her and I. I can't remember the guy who's in it, but they're the only two actors in it, and it's just them well, telling. There's there's four actors total. There's the guy from SNL. Oh He's yeah. He's in part of it for maybe like ten minutes, ten fifteen, and then there's like an Uber driver ish. That you see at the beginning and end. Two minor characters. But yeah, two yeah. minor. But there's, and it's scary stories that they are telling each other to scare each other. But there's no gore. There's like no flashes. It's just a scary story. Of Somebody like telling what the they're telling, story. right? It's oh actually gosh, them that. making the scary sounds. They're like, and they play with the shadow work and everything. It's so good. Yeah, oh. yeah, that one's a lot of fun. Shutter's really pretty neat. If you like horror, they've got a such an amazing selection. Is it all winners? Of course not. I mean, oh, most. No. Let's face it, ninety five percent of horror is trash. It's garbage. But okay. they have some great <laughs> stuff on there. High they have some like obscure Japanese stuff, and the, uh, especially if you've ever the old Alfred Hitchcock, Vincent oh, Price. Yeah, yeah, they have like Ichi the Killer, uh, the Japanese film, which is amazing, and. Uh, I can't, what's the uh, the needle one? Uh, uh, audition. Audition. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Audition. They've got some really great stuff on there. So, yeah, it, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of fun. I really like Shutter. And then why we changed our front room situation was video games. Like Eric and I haven't played video games together in a long, long, long time. Yeah, like she'll sit and watch me, or I'll sit and watch her, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But. We There's just no good co-op the, out there. The couch co-op yeah. games. Yeah. And so we fun. found some, I uh, did a little research and found some fun co-op games. Well, first Mary found one uh, called Unraveled. Un- Unraveled. Two. Yeah, Unraveled 2. So both Unraveled's are really good. Unraveled 1 and 2. Sorry, but Unraveled, you love Unravel. Unraveled, is, oh. the first one is a one-player game. Absolutely breathtakingly yeah, he played that beautiful. One. But Unravel 2, oh my God, they, they stepped up their They're game. They're these little yarn guys. They're blue and red and yeah. you use their, you like cast the yarn and you swing across trees or jump. And it's a co-op. It's a you puzzle have to work. thing. It's a puzzle game, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have to work together to get it. things accomplished or whatever, um, yeah. Okay. Then we played uh, some prison game. Oh yeah, um, Escape the escape or something like that yeah. or i can't remember what it's called <laughs> uh yeah where you have to work well it's a fun one because you can play either online with somebody or as a couch co-op mm-hmm. but it has to be a two-player it's a game two, yeah uh, okay. yeah so you work together to do this big prison you, escape yeah you escape prison and now you're on the lamb and you're trying to get back to the man who who framed wronged you, you. Yeah, yeah he framed you yes. there's a shower prison scene where you see naked bums right Did i don't I remember that, that? Was that just one of my normal prison dreams? Probably. 
Weird. Probably. Yeah. I swear there was a prison bum scene. Degrees of separation. Um, <laughs> we, we've been, we played that one a little bit. Degrees of separation, which is a fun little game where another couch co-op in which it's uh, you're two different characters on there, obviously. And one is a oh. sun character and the other one's a snow character, fire. an ice character. It's like fire, fire and ice, ice. basically. Ooh. But the way they did it is depending this on where your character beautiful. is in the screen, it, it moves the split screen around on the thing. So... You know, there's certain times where the snow person needs to be on the right because he needs to take this log and roll and make a snowball for you to be able to stand on, right? Oh, but now the snowball's wedged here and we need to get to the other side. So now the sun person's got to come over and melt the snowball Mm -hmm. so it can get through this little space or whatever, right? So changes to like being full on bloom and sun, summer green and pretty butterflies, birds, snow, the snow and just icicles and everything. It's gorgeous. Yeah, really, really well done. But the one that we've really been invested in is a series called Trine. Uh, it's yeah. a four-part series. A We're four on number four now. Yeah, we've gone through <laughs> story-wise, eh, whatever. But it, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's a really fun couch co-op. It's just a puzzle game. Yeah, it, it basically you have three characters yeah, on yeah. there, you and you can kind of switch them. Yeah, exactly. There's like a magician, a thief, and a warrior. Yeah, and they all have their and own they, little yeah. attributes that they bring to the table. It's right? a lot of fun. Oh, you and Brett would like fun. that one too. But if you have an old PlayStation Two, a PS Two, yes, some people collect these. And oh have yeah, them. yeah, yeah. There is a game you all need to buy. It's called Cookies and Cream. Yeah. And it's a couch co-op and it's a split screen and it is the funnest game. Yeah. That's what got us hooked on couch co-ops a long time ago. So if you've never heard that term, couch co-op just literally means it's a cooperative game, a two-player game where you can play right next to each other. Mm-hmm, so think yeah. like Mario Kart or, you know, whatever, any Mario game really, right? That where you're playing right <laughs> by each other, two-player game. But because it, well, it just. There's so many co-op, so many games now that market online, themselves as co-op, yeah. and then you get it, and it's like, oh, but not locally, only online yeah, is yeah. it co-op. Yeah. Or whatever. Play and you're like, oh, some pervert online. I don't want to play online. <laughs> I want to play right next. I want my wife right here. And like, how old are you? Yeah, <laughs> like the uh, it needs for speed used to like on PS2. I think it was a PS2. Yeah, it was yeah PS2. Too. They had a hot pursuit version of Need for Speed back in the day. You were the cop, and the other person was the yeah, yeah, yeah and that was oh, so was much fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, Jackson, Eric, and I would we would play that on our lazy Pelham days, is what we called, and that's where we would not oh, get out of our that. PJs and just watch movies, play games. Like all Saturday yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we played a lot of games and God bless Eric. Like <laughs> I'm either really good at something in a game or I just can fall off a cliff standing there. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and bless his heart. He, he stays with me, but occasionally you'll get a, <sighs> Yeah, but that door swings both ways because I get overly um, frustrated too easy sometimes if I'm trying, if I'm expecting her to do something and she's not doing it or she's not doing it the way that I'm thinking that she would, then yeah, she'll start getting, hearing the... And that's rude. It is rude. It, it, it's okay. I, I, usually, it takes I don't realize I'm doing it. Six times falling off a cliff to realize I probably shouldn't stand next to the cliff. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, yeah, yeah we have me. a lot of fun. No, we have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they've been. But if I hear a sigh, I'll be like, okay, I'm not going to play. And he's like, I'm sorry. Like, you're right. Yeah. Inner yeah. sighs, Eric. Mm. Oh my God. I'm a sire too, and I don't even know I do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I've taught Jack to do it. 
you guys have been playing um, games too, though. Yeah, Wii games, so, right? Yeah, we just um, we got Luigi's Mansion Three. Okay, or whatever the recently. game is now. What is it called? Um, the Nintendo the, the Switch. Gosh. Switch. There the we go. Switch. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, uh, not we. Whatever. Yeah, but we got the got Luigi's Mansion Three, and we've been having a really good time with it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's and like even and Jack fun. will like. He'll like just hang out and watch, and he's like spooky. Actually, he doesn't Aww. say spooky; he says spooky. Mm. So. He likes the little ghosts, the boo, the booze, yeah. and all. He that. likes, yeah. But no, we've been having a lot of fun with that. So. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we need but to I get mean, some switches. I think I don't know. Jackson oh my god, got some. so fun. <clears throat> Speaking of Jackson, and the reason why we took Halloween month off, yes, is dun, dun, dun. Jackson was supposed to come in October, but we didn't know when. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's being shipped out, supposedly, supposedly being shipped out to Europe. Um, there's, we say supposedly because the military doesn't even know for sure right now because of COVID restrictions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Europe doesn't want to but accept them. And supposed whatnot, to be so. Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah, he may be uh, maybe getting shipped out here um, very, very, very soon. We'll have to see. But yeah. So his trip out here, unfortunately, was much shorter. Than yeah, it was supposed to be two and a half weeks. They got switched to. It was basically five, five days. days. Yeah. Uh, if that, because he was, you know, driving and everything One, else. Yeah. yeah. So, he drove down, flew back. So yeah, really. Four days. Yeah, but we did Split get to spend some good families. time with them, uh, which was yeah. really nice. You know, we had to do the whole social distancing visit, which was really awkward. Uh, but yes, yeah, you know, we we had to do it just with Mary's condition yeah. and all that. We just can't take the risk. And but he brought his girlfriend, and she was really sweet. And yeah, it was a lot Aww. of fun. So it was, was it was time. very nice. We ordered food. We ate a lot. We laughed a lot. We watched some crappy movies. We lived. Movies. We laughed. We loved. <laughs> we watched Perfect. some crappy movies. We watched so many B, B horror movies over the last couple months. Yeah. yeah. And they've been oh, wonderful. Like Lamageddon. Watch Lama that. Lamageddon. It's yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. But other than that, like, yeah, I deep cleaned the house. Uh, I virtually kicked it with some friends. I actually had a couple over and we did a social distance hangout so that mm. was nice actually seeing people wow. and i was like why aren't we having sarah over and then it snowed and i'm like oh mm. that was poor on us mm. <laughs> i got a lot of reading in i read 13 books and nothing to do with research nothing it was nice reminded me of the good old days Dang. you know how many books i read <laughs> none me either yeah Let's see what else. Oh, my work notified us that we will be work work from home until June, mm-hmm. which is the same with Sarah's husband. Yep. So that's pretty awesome. I'm trying to think of what else has happened. The Corgis. You want to tell them the new stair trick? The new stair trick? Seymour and Peaches. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So anyways, Seymour has now learned to pick up the squeaker oh. and take it to the stairs and drop it down. And outside he gets, stairs. Yeah, outside. yeah the- he gets the stupidest grin on his face. And oh. then she'll run over and she's learned to go down the stairs because the basement stairs outside were a little scary for her. But now she's like over it. It's those, you know, oh. you, you know, when you have a basement door or whatever. So, yeah, go, yeah it's the cement stairways or whatever coming out of a basement. And so, yeah, she was always scared to go down there. But it was also just always gross because we never used it. It would always be filled yeah. with like leaves. leaves and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you get bugs Debris. in there and whatever else. Yeah. yeah. You know, just because we never, ever used that door. Uh, so we cleaned all of that out. 
and yeah, and Peach has finally built up the uh, <laughs> the nerve to finally go down in there. That's cute. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks to everyone who participated in the Halloween card exchange. We did a few yeah. uh, Facebook lives in September. So mm-hmm. thanks to everyone who joined those. There's, those are always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ghost costume winners. Uh, shout out to Hannah and Mac. They won. Um, thank you for your entries yeah. to everyone else. I bought a bird feeder that goes on your window back in June, right? Yeah. And I barely got my first bird like two days ago. But it snowed. Yeah. 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 I was I guess desperate so, times call for desperate I measures. Guess so, dude. I was so excited. I like oh. wrote my friends. Like they're like, okay, Mary, Oh, I was talking on. to my mom and on the phone and, and Mary comes running out in the yes. living room. I got birds. I got birds. Yeah. I got a video. Oh if anyone wants to see it, no, let me know. Just kidding. Yeah. And then real quick, Perfect. shout out to Stephanie and her lovely packages she sent us. Oh my gosh, Stephanie Brzezinski in Australia. Oh, yes. All the way from Australia. Yes, thank you. Sarah Stephanie. still needs to come over and get her thank part. You. We had some of the candy. I love trying different candy from I do too. around the world. I absolutely love doing that kind of stuff. It it's different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I liked it, but yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah, I I think the U.S. is like so sugary. Like, yeah, their flavors were more natural. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, like if it said it was a flavor, you could taste that it was a flavor. Yeah, not like versus just sugar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. this is just sugar with a sugar coating. She, yeah, she sent us some I great a uh, little more sugar mugs and stuff from yeah. Australia. So thank you, thank you, so, thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, so we missed you, so now's to the Halloween portion. Yes, let's get this thing going. I'm going to go ahead and start us off here. First, we're going to do a little bit of kind of, you know, Halloween. I don't know. How would you explain it, Mary? How, what, how this is going to go down? Here. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you are just going to go over older traditions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then Sarah's going to go over uh, decades, popular costumes throughout the times. Yeah. And then I have some statistics from last year's Halloween and then just some random facts. And then we'll go into the ghost stories. I like it. Okay. All right. So it seems to be that Americans are having a harder time than ever with agreeing on just about anything. But there are two things that I believe we can all get behind. Mel Brooks should live forever. Yes. Yep. And Halloween is the most fun holiday on the calendar. Yes. Yep. Sure, some of you may have more important holidays that you celebrate for religious purposes, but would you call them fun? Considering that most of them out there involve purposely not doing anything fun, I think you know the answer. <laughs> Halloween in America is a pretty big deal. Generally speaking, you've got four factions of people when it comes to Halloween. You've got the traditional dress the kids and or adults in fun costumes and go door to door or, you know, trick or treating. My personal favorite of the four. You've got the trunker treaters that are actively trying to destroy Halloween from within by gathering in a parking lot and just having the kids go from car to car. (laughs) I knew it. Obviously my least favorite. (laughs) You've got the adults. Tell us how you really feel, Eric. Come on. (laughs) You've got the adults that just want to go to as many Halloween parties in costume as they possibly can, so their Facebook feed can be filled with pictures of demogorgons passed out with vomit all over themselves. 
And lastly, you've got the folks that are a little more in touch with their pagan roots and celebrate Samhain in order to take advantage of the extremely thin veil between the living and the dead. Yes. There's no wrong way to celebrate Halloween except for trunk or treating. That can go straight to hell. <laughs> My gosh. Most Americans tend to be surprised when they learn that Halloween isn't really a big deal in other places. For instance, trick-or-treating has only started becoming a little popular in the UK over the last couple decades. A fact that only adds to the stereotype of the Brits being kind of boring. I'm sorry, British people. That reminds me of the John Oliver mm. episode where they were doing the Schoolhouse Rocks and doing the American stew, the great American stew, and it had like all the nationalities in there. And he's like, take out English. We're just bland. We're going to ruin the meal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So, but here's the thing. It turns out that it was those very same Brits that gave us some of our most beloved Halloween traditions. Now, when I say Brits, I mean the Great Britain, right? The British Mm -hmm. Isles as a whole. So what the hell happened to you, Great Britain? My guess is that all of those immigrants coming through Ellis Island back at the end of the 19th century were only coming over here so that they could properly celebrate Halloween again. (laughs) As Mary has told you in the past, Halloween very much has its roots in the ancient Celtic celebration of Samhain, an often misunderstood and even more often mispronounced holiday. You see, traditionally, most pagan holidays tend to be centered around the solstice and equinox periods of the year. But the Celts and Gaels were both keen on celebrating other dates that were important for other reasons. For instance, Samhain takes place right around the middle of the time period between the autumnal equinox and the winter solstice. But this just happens to be the time of year in which the last of the crops are dying off. So the people have to hope that they were able to stockpile enough goods for them to last until spring. So getting any kind of assistance would be much welcomed. With the cycle of death that permeates the air that time of year, it only makes sense to associate the time period with the afterworld. And thus, the spirits of our ancestors are able to come and visit with us and provide blessings for a safe winter. The Celts and the Gales both also saw this as potentially dangerous, though. If you're opening the doors for the dead to come through into our realm, that means that evil spirits can also make the journey. But a brilliant solution was devised that could protect you from these nefarious entities. Dress like one of them so they won't notice you. If it can work on the walking dead by smearing zombie guts all over yourself to keep safe, why not work with spirits? So the tradition of dressing up like a ghost for the holiday was born. Now, during this time, many people would often uh, leave food outside for the passing spirits to make their journey that much easier. Eventually, this evolved to people dressing up like the spirits who then traveled door to door asking for food and drinks. When the Catholic Church decided that they needed to convert these pagans to Christianity, they made a couple strong moves. The first was sending St. Patrick over there during the 5th century. Patrick was instrumental in introducing Christianity to the Celts. One of his most lasting examples of his success is the Celtic cross, which is just a standard cross, but the top half is surrounded by a perfect circle. This was his invention that incorporated the Christian symbology into existing pagan symbology. The circle around the cross is both the moon and the sun, both of which were extremely important to the Celts. 
But the church's other maneuver was something that we now know was a pretty common but effective practice at the time. They moved the holy celebration of All Saints Day to November 1st and All Souls Day to November 2nd. This led to the eventual blending of the two holidays into one glorious holiday we now call Halloween. Now, I told you all of that just for the simple fact that I love the history of things like this, but also to show that some of our Halloween traditions that we may think of as being relatively new are actually thousands of years old in some cases. But while we all know how America celebrates All Hallows' Eve, how about the rest of the world? Well, the obvious starting point would be Mexico, where November 1st and 2nd are celebrated as Dia de los Muertos. Or the Day of the Dead. Unfortunately, it's not nearly as popular across Mexico as you might hope. It's really popular in Mexico City, as well as some other regions of the country, but not everywhere. Oh, I thought it was huge in Mexico. You would think so, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. If you Hmm. aren't familiar with Dia de los Muertos, you need to stop this episode right now and look up everything ever about it. It truly is a beautiful holiday stunning in which the living set out offerings at altars built for their loved ones that have crossed into the land of the dead during the period of the celebration the dead do indeed come to the altars and spend time with their living family members i love this holiday so much because it teaches us that death is not necessarily an ending but rather just another step in our bigger journey and that you should celebrate your dead loved ones because they don't want to be mourned of course Mexico has extremely strong roots in Catholicism, so this is not exactly a shocking revelation to see that they're celebrating an On All Saints Day. But one of the coolest aspects about all of this is the fact that different regions and even completely different religions also celebrate very similar holidays this time of year. In the Philippines, some people celebrate a holiday called, I'm going to screw this up and I'm sorry, Pangangalalula. This is probably the sweetest way to celebrate this time of year because the children dress in costumes and go door to door, just like Halloween, except they don't ask for candy. Instead, they ask for prayers for the poor souls that are stuck in purgatory. Oh. With the veil as thin as it is that time of year, this could be the best shot they have of helping those souls along. Oh, that's sweet. It really is. Hinduism also has their own version of these festivities. Around the end of September and carrying on for 16 days into the middle of October, Pitru Paksha is a festival that celebrates the dead returning from purgatory to visit their families, who leave out offerings of food and drinks for the dead. After the festival, the family members must perform a ritual known as Shraddha, which is a fire ritual that ensures their family members' place in the afterlife. If it isn't followed, then the dead will be forced to wander the earth for eternity. The Igbo people of Nigeria have an interesting take on all of this as well. Every two years, between September and November, the Igbo celebrate the Awuru Odo Festival, which is basically a massive party that only the men get to enjoy. What? While the women are delegated to preparing the food. During the festival, the dead are able to come hang out with the living, but unlike Samhain or All Saints Day, the dead actually mooch off of you for about six months before returning to the afterlife. <laughs> but the costumes and masks that are made for the festival almost make the idea of letting your dead cousin sleep on your couch for six months worth it. 
These things are elaborate and beautiful in a way that only African nations can pull off. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, you may have noticed an important well, point here. Absolutely none of these involve getting candy from the trunk of a car. <laughs> but they do fit into the other three factions that, if you will remember, I deemed the only acceptable ones. The trick-or-treaters, the partiers, and the celebrators of Sawan. So therefore, I will now consider my point made. I will not be accepting any rebuttals to my claim because of the simple fact that any defense of trunk or treating is inherently a bad defense and you need to make better life choices. I'm totally coming and setting up my car in front of your house on Halloween. <laughs> not this year, but next year it's happening. Okay. <laughs> and I'm really have strong friends. feelings about trunk or treat. Uh, yeah. All right, Sarah, what do you got? <laughs> All right, so He's let's worked talk up. costumes. Calm him down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk costumes. So in the 1920s, when Halloween became a secular holiday, and as trick-or-treating started to become a more popular activity, Halloween costumes started to become all the rage for people of all ages. During that era, costumes started out simple and homemade. The Pierrot Clown, with its dramatic black-and-white painted face, was one of the most popular costumes of that time. Witches, gypsies, and farmers were also popular costumes. By the 1930s, trick-or-treaters were no longer limited to homemade costumes. A man named Ben Cooper revolutionized Halloween costumes and was quick to scoop up on intellectual properties for mass-produced costumes you could buy in the store. Cooper got a big license for Walt Disney creations, which included Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and Snow White. After these animated products became smash hits, they were easy costumes to buy and become with rubber masks and cheaply made slips. But Halloween classics like witches, goblins, and scarecrows were still staples for most people during the 1930s. Hmm. Which I think is really interesting. I didn't know about the intellectual properties and like, hey, I just bought all of Disney's costumes. Yeah, man, he's making money. Yes, right. And and the thing about that I thought was interesting was the costumes were really like basic and just kind of crappy. Oh yeah. Oh, they're terrifying. I've seen some of the old Mickey Mouse ones. The Mickey Mouse ones are yeah, but the other homemade costumes are fucking scary. Oh yeah, I posted a bunch of the old Halloween costumes in the group a while ago. So the 1940s saw the birth of the still popular sexy Halloween costume. Really? Yeah. With the rise of pinup girls and sexual liberation becoming more and more commonplace, women took classic Halloween costumes like witches and cats, and they hiked up their skirts and got sexy all for the sake of dressing up. I'm sure those women were not thinking the future would have sexy fries, though. (laughs) A sexy chicken nugget. Uh, sexy milkshake yeah i don't think that's what they were expecting no or just how sexy the costumes get Uh yeah basically lingerie any sort of animal ears and you're good to go yep Uh, so bodysuits and fishnets weren't uncommon and neither were heels and heavy makeup for these costumes however spooky skeletons and cute clowns 
were still very popular during this time period. The 1950s went tropical and took the tiki trend and the luau fascination to the next level by people dressing up as a Hawaiian with bright floral prints, grass skirts, and obviously a lay was a okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I went there. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Western films were also popular in the 1950s, so cowboys and Indians were a huge theme costume. The mass produced Disney costumes from Ben Cooper continued to be all the rage, as well as pop culture figures like Zorro, Tarzan, and Davy Crockett. So the 1960s saw the rise of superheroes and Superman, Spider-Man, and their female friends Catwoman and Batgirl were hugely popular costumes of that era. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. Women made these costumes sexy with figure-hugging bodysuits and short skirts with capes, which is a trend we still obviously see today. Mm-hmm. Rubber masks also made dressing up like other comic book characters such as Dennis the Menace or even pop culture icons like the Beatles, very popular in the 1960s. Oh my God, those masks are so scary, though. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I hate them I just think so of the, much. the Shatner mask that, that uh, you know, turned <laughs> into Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> so Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and the rest of the Peanuts gang were all the rage in the 1970s. And rubber masks allowed kids to easily dress up like any of their favorite characters. Pop culture was huge in the 70s, so naturally costumes such as Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy, Barbie and Ken, and Star Wars all became popular costumes. In the 1980s, the favorite costume for women was a vampy, sexy Elvira, complete with the big black hairdo. And men favored, yes, get this, Squeezing into a show-it-all onesie to be Hulk Hogan. Yes! Mm-hmm. Brother! <laughs> Princess Leia, Freddy Krueger, or the Care Bears were the most popular costumes of the time for the kids. <laughs> that sounds about Group? right. I was Elvira. Yeah. You, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I was I like Elvira, I, Elvira a couple times. Wow. Yeah, I had the little push dagger knife and stuff. Jeez. Yeah. It was so good. And then I was Medusa, so. Mm. Medusa's such a good costume. (laughs) All right. So group costumes became a trend in the 1990s. And the most popular costume for that era among both children and adults. (gasps) Can can you guys guess it? Spice Girls. Uh, Hold on. In the 1990s? In the 1990s. Oh, what's the crisscross? No. New kids on the block. Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Power Rangers. Power Power Rangers. Give me $10. Wow. (laughs) Girl, I don't have $10. (laughs) Other very popular costumes of the 90s included the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Space Voyagers of Star Trek, and the Kids of South Park. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I mean, the end of the 90s. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the 2000s, pop culture continued to be all the rage, except now people strayed from just being TV characters to being the singers and the actors who played them. Ah. 
Britney Spears, Jennifer Lopez, Michael Jackson, and Madonna were very popular Halloween costumes for adults. And I'll admit this, you guys. I dressed up like Britney Spears in the early 2000s. The schoolgirl uh, oh, yeah. baby one more uh, time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I did it. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry Potter and his Hogwarts friends SpongeBob SquarePants, Spider-Man, and the Joker from the Dark Knight were all the rage for the younger crowd. Oh, the Joker one was huge. Yeah, yeah. huge. So, yeah. So starting around 2010, fictional favorites like Marvel's Avengers, the Game of Thrones cast, and Harley Quinn from the Suicide Squad were and continue to be hugely popular. I didn't realize, like, the Harley Quinn one, I mean, I, I get it. Oh, it's huge like now. Yeah. Every year yeah, now. Yeah. Like, it's on the top 10 list. Well, I mean, she's a badass. She dresses sexy. Yeah. You know, right. It, it, Two worlds combined. Yeah. It, it, it works out great. Yep. You get to be a badass yep. character who dresses, you know, like, yep. shows off a lot of skin. So, yeah. Yep. So, I like to think even- my Harley Quinn is a stay at home dog mom who has a good life and enjoys finer things and stretchy sweatpants. And tacos. Yes. I'm talking about I get me. it. I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's another win-win, I think. So. <laughs> so even years after its original release, kids cannot let Elsa, Anna, Olaf, or Sven from Disney's Frozen go. Wow. I went there again. Sven? I, really? People dress as Sven? Apparently. I get Anna and Elsa. I really do. I mean, if you think about it, though, it's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks for letting us think I mean, about I, it. I was going to go there and just say, like. I could get the Olaf more than him, like dressing up yeah, like Olaf. Sure, but, like, it's like, if you're a boy who wants to be a boy character, like, there yeah, you go. If you're doing a family thing, yeah, you got yeah, the characters. Like, well, how yeah. dare you, Eric, question it? <laughs> Sorry. So in 2013, everyone dressed up like Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke after their unforgettable performance together on the VMAs. They, they if you did. don't remember that. Oh, I, I know. That's the, the when twerking went insane. Oh, yeah. And like Miley Cyrus doing this weird tongue thing yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. So <laughs> it was just bizarre. And in 2016... Folks tried to make Halloween great again by addressing like Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. In 2017, emoji costumes, the kids from the Stranger Things, and the witches from Hocus Pocus were all the rage. Yeah, for real, Hocus Pocus on that one. It, it came back like really strong in 2017. Yeah. So the most popular costumes of 2018 and 2019 were the characters from the video game Fortnite closely followed by spider-man harley quinn wonder woman black panther pennywise deadpool harry potter the incredibles and of course kim kardashian kim card of course kim kardashian what okay cool she's a popular Uh, costume oh Mm -hmm. why okay because when else do you get to shove a pillow down your pants i was gonna say (laughs) how do you do that costume yeah you've got to have a big very cool So to wrap it up, though, really quick, as for 2020, this year certainly didn't leave us lacking for Halloween costume ideas. So I had to look and see what people think is going to be popular. Okay. So 
we're thinking we're, we're going to see a lot of Black Panther, mm-hmm. a lot of RBG, mm-hmm. the hazmat suit guy from the Emmys. I didn't watch the I, Emmys, so I, I, I didn't don't know. watch the Emmys, but apparently it's a thing. Okay, like a guy in a hazmat suit. I I only know it because I watched uh, the best actor for Shit's Creek get it, and he yeah. got handed it or something. Mm. So I, maybe oh, Pence's okay. fly. That would be. Oh. Uh, Mike, yeah, the fly on Mike Pence's head. That would be a good costume. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Brilliant. All right. So, Carol Baskin and the Tiger King. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be huge. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Fauci. Anyone from the WAP video. I don't know what that is, you guys, but, like, it came up over and over and over again. It's just, it's, it's like. like a, it's an acronym. Cardi B and. Uh, Megan oh. the Stallion is yeah. it? Yeah, and it, it's 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 an acronym for wet ass something or other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our mm-hmm. face, I'm blushing. You we'll guys, we're property. so old. We're you know, all like OPP property. You know, another word for kitty cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so uh, Lars and cigarette from Eurovision. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I love that. Like. Best costume ever, you guys. Right, especially the cigarette one, because every time we watch that movie, which we've watched an embarrassingly amount of times. We actually haven't watched it once in October, which we realized. Wow. But uh, you guys better get on that. Every time I watch it, like when they were in Iceland, I'd see her, I'd be like, that's a really nice sweater. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, that's a really cute sweater. Oh, God. It's the best. So, and last but least, surely the Umbrella Academy will probably make some appearances. Oh, oh yeah. Those so. are all pretty easy costumes, like dressing up like celebrities or personalities or whatever. Stuff, yeah. The, yeah. Though the costume, the the one brother that's like got the gorilla DNA, oh. that one would be a little tricky to do. But yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and skip him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next. So Good job. this anyway, data. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, Sarah. Thank you. That was oh, all well okay. done. Thanks. I, have you dressed up as any of those, Eric? Because Harley I've Quinn. had a couple in there. Harley Quinn. Okay, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I was sexy Hulk. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. All Hulk right. Hogan. Well, thank you both for <laughs> yes. your sexy Hulk Hogan. Speaking of sexy Hulk Hogan, you know, they're making a biopic about him with Chris Hemsworth playing Hulk Hogan. I will see it. <laughs> I love Chris Hemsworth. I love seeing your face again. Right. <laughs> All right. So this is data from last year here in America, right? Yeah. Americans spent eight point eight billion last year on Halloween. This is everything from candy, pumpkins, costumes, decorations, etc. So a little bit of the breakdown is two point six billion was just candy sales alone. Wow. Right. Four hundred and twenty million was on Pet costumes. Hold on, wait. Four hundred twenty. So twice as much almost was spent on pet costumes than candy. Two point six billion. Oh, billion. Oh, sorry. I thought on candy. Four hundred and twenty million on pet costumes. Gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. And four hundred and fourteen million was on sales of pumpkin flavored or scented items. So yes, the popular PSLs, cereal, mm. candles, etc. The I'm average for last year per person spent for Halloween was eighty six twenty seven. 
Wow. The top candy for last year was Skittles, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, mm-hmm. M&M's, mm-hmm. Snickers, mm-hmm. and Starburst. I'm down with all of it. I, I could Starburst, I can, you know, whatever. Okay, okay. I'll eat them, you know. I'm not going to kick them yeah. out. Now, to jump on Sarah's bit for costumes, this is off of the highest sales for costumes, right? So it's going to okay. be a little different from what Sarah said. The top five costumes for adults purchased last year was witch, vampire, cat, Batman, and a ghost. For children, it's a princess, Spider-Man, a superhero, ghost, and Batman. So I thought ghost and Batman both on the adult and child was kind of funny. But why has nobody done a ghost Batman? (gasps) Oh, my gosh. And then the top costumes for pets are pumpkin, hot dog, superhero, and bumblebee. Perfect. One billion pumpkins are grown in the U.S. every year. The world record for the heaviest pumpkin comes out of Belgium in 2016, and that weighed 2,624 pounds. That's a lot of pumpkin. So let's keep going with the pumpkin randomness. All right, here we go. Morton, Illinois calls itself the pumpkin capital of the world, and that's because 95% of the pumpkins are grown from the U.S. or here. Really? Yeah. Right? Crazy. 95%? Damn. Pumpkins are a fruit. Mm-hmm. I, I swear when I read that, I was like, no, they're Utah. Because mm-hmm. everywhere you drive in Utah, there is like a pumpkin field. Yeah. 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 They grow it, really easy oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, pumpkins are a fruit. Pumpkins have an average of 500 seeds in them. So you want to clean them, roast them, and eat them because they're a great source of iron. And if you didn't know this already, the flowers are edible and they're actually really delicious. Pumpkin spice slash pumpkin pie spice has no pumpkin in it, and it's just a mix of spices. Mostly like nutmeg and cinnamon and and yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, while on our break, I took a pie baking class with Candace Nelson, who owns Sprinkles Cupcakes and is a host on Sugar Rush. But she was talking about being interviewed on a podcast, and one of the rapid-fired questions was, did she like and use pumpkin pie spice? And she said yes. And the chef, who whose podcast is the show, right, their show, she said that they gave her a dirty glare, like, because the culinary world, using pumpkin pie spice is a huge no-no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cheating. Yeah. But she was like, do what makes you happy and use it. <laughs> yeah. If you like the flavor, why wouldn't you, yeah. right? I mean, it's right. a good flavor, yeah. The word pumpkin showed up for the first time in the fairy tale Cinderella by Charles Perrault in 1697. So what were they calling them before? Well, I went down a rabbit hole on this, and Eric heard way too much about pumpkin facts like at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. When I, was- I accidentally bumped him and he stirred, I'm like, oh, you're awake? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Let me talk to you about this. Yes. So they were called like dating back in 1584 when uh, a French explorer came across them. They were called grow melons. And then, so that word translated, I know, that word translated into like pompion. And in the 17th century, it was just like after that uh, book, pumpkin kind of became 
the term for it. Yeah, I saw something her. just recently that that went a little more detail about that that evolution of how mm-hmm. it got there, the etymology yeah. of how it came to pumpkin. But it, it really wasn't called pumpkin until it came till people started coming to the United States. It started getting big here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, but it, it, it's because of some Europeans that came over, I think French or something to that effect, that it oh, was like French. that. Yeah, yeah. That they, they were like, it's called this, but we call it this for slang, like yeah. a pumpkin sound. It sounded kind of like pumpkin. Yeah. and it just Well, I mean, the pompion sounds like, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it, and it, if it, if there's an accent to it, it could sound completely like pumpkin. Especially Hong French Kong. accents, because yeah. it's going to, they never sound like how they're spelled. So. <laughs> so the first jack-o'-lanterns were actually made from turnips, but then moved on to beets and potatoes. Okay. Right. So we know that. Uh, immigrants from Scotland and Ireland actually brought Halloween to the United States in the 1800s. By the late 1800s, the tradition of playing tricks on Halloween was well established. The pranks included tipping over outhouses. <laughs> Opening the farmers' gates and egging houses. But come the 1920s and 30s, the celebrations kind of turned into more of the acts of vandalism, like egging, toilet papering. Oh, wow. so for like more devil's night mm-hmm. stuff than anything else. Okay. Yeah. It was 1927 when the phrase trick or treat started being used in the U.S. Hmm. This Halloween, we have a full moon. The last full moon on Halloween was back in 2001. So remember to set out your jars to collect your full moon water. Yep, yep. So let's talk apples. Let's move on from pumpkins, okay? Mm. Of course, there's the popular and absolutely disgusting game of bobbing for apples. So gross. But the importance of apples goes back even further and played a key role on Halloween night. I've mentioned before in our Halloween month episodes, but it's worth going over a couple of them again. So speaking of bobbing for apples, the belief was the first person to get an apple would be the first to marry out of the group of friends playing the game. Now, if you're single, grab an apple and at the stroke of midnight, peel the apple and make sure you get it in one long continuous strip. When you're done, throw it over your shoulder and the skin should land in the shape of the first letter of your future partner's uh, name. I think you've mentioned that one before. That one's the one I mentioned before. The other ones I found are new. So speaking of finding your true love, if you don't have an apple, don't worry. All you need is a handheld mirror, a candle, some salt, and a cellar. I happen to have all of these things. (laughs) At midnight... Put a spoonful of salt in your mouth and do not swallow. Light your candle and hold it in one hand and your mirror in the other. And walk backwards slowly into your cellar. And then you'll see the face of your future spouse. If you didn't fall down the stairs into your cellar (laughs) and break your neck. You hit your head so you have a vision. Okay, there it is. But there's a lot of different divination techniques to try during Hallow's Eve. Find a blackberry bush and crawl underneath the branches. In the moonlight, you'll see the shadow of your future love. Or at least hopefully you'll be able to get some blackberries. I I don't know. 
<laughs> if you have carpet in your room, skip this one. But if you don't, you'll want to spread a thin layer of cornmeal near your bed and go to sleep. When you wake up, the name of your future love will be scribbled in the powder. Or you may see some footsteps in it, like paranormal activity. Mm. Yeah, that's not disconcerting uh, at all. Mm. Okay, just a couple more that were too good not to, like, tell you guys about. Mm. Are you having some single friends over this Halloween? Well, here's no. a game for you. <laughs> you need some brandy. You'll want to pour half of a pint in a dish and then ignite it. Once it's on fire, throw in some nuts, raisins, and small candied fruits. Think figs, apricots, etc. All right. Call all your friends in. Come here, guys. Come in. Look at this fire. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> then what you'll want to do is you'll want to try to remove as many items as you can and put them in your mouth without burning your hands or mouth. Oh. Now, whoever retrieves the most <laughs> stuff is destined to meet their true love within a year. It makes sense. It, it, it tracks. Yeah. Science. Mm -hmm. oh. Can't argue. <laughs> okay. So what if you have someone in your life already? Well, I didn't forget about you. Are you guys ready? Yes. Sarah, and you're going to need your fireplace for this. Here we go. Or 62 of them. <laughs> yeah. Mm, You'll need two nuts and a burning Done. fire, oh. <laughs> preferably in a fireplace. Oh, okay. Stop, stop. <laughs> okay. Too easy. <laughs> Place two nuts side by side in the fire and say, if you hate me, spit and fly. If you love me, burn away. If the nuts roll from each other or one pops out, you're going to probably separate soon. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to be the bearer of bad wow. news. But if the nuts burn, they just stay there lit and burning. <laughs> then your love is secure. What kind of nuts should you be using for this? It seems like you can't just use any kind of old nut. You know what? It just says nuts. Let's see. Hmm. If you don't want them to roll, I would probably go maybe with an almond. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, you've got walnuts are quite round, and so probably yeah, don't want to go with a walnut. Yeah. Pistachios, uh, pistachio? they can roll as well. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, you know, peanuts, maybe? You I don't know. Some yeah. shaped peanuts and be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's too many, too many options here. Sorry, guys. It did not say. It did not say. Mm. I apologize. Well, it is a liar then. It just said nuts. So you choose what nuts you have. Mm. All right. Are we ready for the ghost stories? Yeah, I think we probably are. Here we go. Yeah. Now, real quick, in our post requesting ghost stories, we did ask if you wanted us to use your name or not. If you didn't say one way or another, we're just not going to say your name at all to err on the side of caution. Right? Yep. All right. Yep. I'll go first. Just a short kind of sweet one. Last year, my grandfather was put into hospice after suffering from Parkinson's for quite a while. It was tough going to work because I was dealing with a lot and we just got an open office space so everyone could see me crying at my desk. Was told he probably wouldn't make it through the night, so I left. My sister and I said goodbye to him and asked that he do something to show us he was okay. Flashlights, slam doors, just something. 
About a week after he passed, I was at my boyfriend's house. He was playing with a piano keyboard app. He sat it down on the bed, and the keys started to play. Thought it was weird, but maybe just a glitch with the app. It stopped, and he called out his deceased friend's name, and nothing. I asked, Grandpa? And it started to play again. He moved the phone closer to me, and it kept going for a minute or so. Now, I could have played it off as nothing, but I knew it was him after I told my grandma. She said that all of his family was musical and that he was trying to learn how to play piano. Gives me shivers just thinking about it. I think it was his way of saying, hey, I'm okay, and it made me smile. Oh, So cute. That's a comforting one. I like that. Yeah, love it. All right. I'll go next. Sounds good. My absolute best friend for many, many years died in a tragic accident a few years ago. I was there when he was injured, but couldn't say goodbye. He was my confidant and actually my boss at the time of his death. My kids knew him as their uncle and his death rocked my world. Fast forward a few years. I have left my old life and started a new one. New state, new love, new everything. I decided for my birthday I would go to a local shop, Crohn's Hollow, for those of local SLC folk. I know that. Uh huh. You know that? I know that as well. And that has monthly seances to communicate with those who have, who have passed. Most of the people there wanted to speak with their mothers as it was May. And most got general answers, to be honest. Then it's my turn. They asked whom I wanted to speak with, and I tell them, my captain, my love, my best friend. This is in parentheses. We worked on a pirate ship at the Georgia Renaissance Fair, just to clarify. Before I finish, I hear laughter, and he is there, being his enormous character, The ladies running the seance say he is so loud, which he was, and so body, which he was. He asked if I had a new man in my life, and I said yes. He said he approved. Later, after everything was over, they said he was still there trying to get through more, and that he was a bit overwhelming, but absolutely hilarious. He told me I did everything right after his death and was happy. So, not exactly a ghost story, but had to share with you guys. No, I love that. And actually, love that's where Sarah and I have been to. Oh, I've been to I a couple. <laughs> I've been to a couple seances there, and I took you to I've one. Been to one, yeah. But wow, wow, yeah, like bonkers. I I can just picture the whole thing having been there. Like, oh, yeah. Well wow. done. All right. So this one came to us uh, via Instagram from Elizabeth. Thank you. When I was 16, I was sent to live with my mother in South Carolina. While I was there, I had made only one really good friend who I would hang out with every day at my new school. We would also hang out with a small group of friends. I lived there for about three months and then ended up moving to Texas. After a few weeks had passed by, my friend had called me one day to tell me that one of the girls we would hang out with had unfortunately committed suicide because she, my friend, had taken her boyfriend. 
That night, I had fell asleep like normal. I would let my dog in, turn off all the lights in my room, and lock the door. I remember it was an unusually cold night when around 3 to 4 in the morning, all of a sudden, I was awakened by the sound of scratching over and over again on my window. My dog started barking at it, and she has a very strong bark, and whatever was scratching would still not go away. I ran as fast as I could to the living room and slept there for the night. The next morning, I checked the outside of the window, and the screen was intact and nothing wrong. Then I checked the inside of the window, and it was super scratched up. After I had weird feelings like it might have been the the girl who I knew who took her life, but I'll never know for certain. After that, I slept in the living room till I moved to California a couple weeks later. That's crazy. That is. Sarah crazy. and I were looking at each other on that one, like, no, thank you. <laughs> Again, chills. Oh. When people ask me if I believe in ghosts or spirits, my answer is always, "Which of my stories do you want to hear about?" Mm. My biological father was a member of OTO and dabbled in practicing dark magic and performing rituals that went with his beliefs. Because of this, my brother and I had encounters that not everyone would believe. My encounter was in a one-story house in Brigham City, Utah. I was about eight years old. My brother was at scout camp, so it was just me and my dad. Towards the end of the day, I was about to go to bed. I walked down the hall towards my bedroom And when I turned the corner, I almost ran straight into what I thought was my dad. As I looked up, all I saw was a tall, dark figure that I can only compare to the Dementors from Harry Potter. It rushed towards me, and I ran away as fast as I could. For weeks, I had dreams about this tall, scary monster that had chased me. I began to believe that maybe I had imagined it until one night I had a horrible dream that the monster had finally caught me. I woke up and realized that the monster had lifted me out of my bed and was carrying me towards the door. I screamed and it dropped me onto the floor and rushed into the corner. My dad came into the room and chased it away. It was at that moment I realized I wasn't seeing things, that there was actually an evil presence. After that night, I never encountered it again. My dad said he performed some ritual to banish it from the house, and it must have worked. I still have nightmares about it from time to time. In the same house, my brother was gifted a digital blue camera for Christmas. The camera came with two videos downloaded onto it. A video of an elephant running down a safari road and a giraffe eating leaves off a tree. My brother took a few videos and hooked it up to the computer to download them. He noticed a video that he hadn't taken. It was a group of people standing in a room around a smaller person. There was a light behind them, so they were cast in shadow and couldn't see any faces. The video showed one of the people attacking the smaller figure who yells, Help me! The video was maybe five seconds long. After time and more paranormal experiences, we recognized one of them as a little girl named Lucy. We think she was the one from the video. She loved to play in the curtains. We would wake up to the curtains twisted. One night, I woke up for some water, 
And when I walked out of my room past the living room, I saw the curtains twisting. It looked like a little kid was twisting themselves inside the curtains. When I turned on the light, the twisting stopped and the figure inside grew upwards. I ran back to my room and tried to think it was my imagination. The next morning, the curtains were twisted and the one I had watched getting stretched was torn. My brother and I figured that Lucy was upset that she had been caught playing in the curtains. These are the two things that have stayed with me the clearest. After my brother and I were adopted, our experiences stopped. I know one thing for certain. If you invite spirits into your home, evil or good, they will come and make themselves known. Ooh. Good one, huh? I was. Oh, my God. And the OTO, I I didn't look that up or ask or anything, but I think it's the Ordo... T- Templey. Yeah, it's basically like the Freemasons. The Crawley. Yeah, exactly. Aleister Crowley's Mm -hmm. thing that he did. Yep, he was part of that organization. Ordo Templey Orientis, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Basically, I think they called themselves the Oriental Templar, even Mm -hmm. though it had nothing to do with the Orient. Yeah. This name sounds cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. We lived in a tiny town in the middle of Kansas called Wakefield. It's on the edge of a man-made lake. It's been there forever, but most of the town was in the lake. It flooded constantly, so in the 60s, they dammed it and created Milford Lake. We lived in a historical house that they decided to save. It was in the middle of the valley that is now the lake, built in 1909. They transported the whole house and placed it in the newly created foundation on this huge hill. Seriously, my driveway in the winter is like a tiny ski slope. Anywho, the house felt like a time capsule. Newer kitchen appliances, but it still retained its oldness. We had one bathroom with a clawfoot tub and no shower. And as you can imagine, my six-foot husband loved to come home from back in the field and take multiple baths to get clean. Uh huh. I've, I've had <laughs> that experience of having just a clawfoot tub. Yeah, it's Ooh. fun. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. The house felt warm. It was cozy and inviting, like whatever was there wanted you to enjoy it. Occasionally, my husband would wake me up in the middle of the night and say, the kids are talking. This happened about once or twice a month, and he could hear them through an old grate. So I would go check, and of course, they'd be fast asleep. Sometimes I would swear my husband was calling me from outside, only to find he hadn't come home yet. This would also happen to my husband, who swore I told him to come eat, but I hadn't been outside. I don't know if it was the land that they put the house on or the house itself. It was a wonderful home and it was inviting. So whatever lived there, lived there in peace. So, yeah, that's the story. Pretty cool, huh? That was. Yeah. That was way cool. Awesome. Like, there's nothing more like old houses. They just have so much like energy and I don't know. It's just, it's great. Like she was saying, like, I don't know if it's the land it was built on or the house itself, but either way, pretty spooky. I don't like hearing voices in my house ever. Why not? Especially if it's my children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, 
anyway. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next. All right. Next. Okay, I'll go ahead and jump in here at this point then. And I'm going to be reading some stories from Rima, who actually sent us three stories. So, Ooh, wow, yes. okay. Yes, thank you so much, Rima. She's been waiting to send these in, too. Oh, she's been very excited. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, oh, I can't wait. I know. This is exciting. Okay. All I'm right. All settled in. Let's go. She even has them labeled. Story one. <laughs> the year was 2011. Summer in upstate New York, in a town called Coxsackie by the Hudson River. My dear friend Nissa and I had hitchhiked from New York City up to Vermont and back down. On the way back down, we stopped at her mother and stepfather's house for a family gathering. Her sister and her three children had also come. A young daughter, about three, and her teenage son and daughter. Her son's girlfriend had also joined. Nissa gave me the tour. This was an ancient three-story house with a cupola. I'm not sure what those are. (laughs) A cupola or windows walk on the roof where we hung out for a bit. Only the first two floors were livable, and the third floor was scattered with old two-by-fours and who knows what else. We all settled into our designated rooms. Being that our visit was a surprise and space was limited, we shared a pull-out couch in the death room in front of the house. Apparently, in these old houses, they had a living room and a death room. From what I hear, the death room was where they displayed their dead for days instead of being taken off to the morgue as we do today. This death room in particular had a large bay window with heavy curtains and a glass door separating it from the hallway. The first night, we were pretty tired and crawled into our bed and talking some about our recent travels. I could feel or sense a presence on the outside of the room. Being a glass door, I could obviously see there was nobody there. That said, it was a very strong presence, but it did not cross the barrier. The following night was a different story. After a long day of hanging out with her family, we crawled back into bed with our reading material. The light was low as it only had two small lamps on either side of the bed. This night, though, I could feel that strong presence in the corner of the room closest to me. I didn't say anything about it and just tried to ignore it. At this time, Nissa turned off her light and got cozy. I could feel it moving closer to me. Then I felt a strong tickle on my foot. I told myself it was just a bug or a moth to calm myself, but I could feel the presence coming closer and closer. It really fucked with me because I couldn't see anything, and I can usually see them in some way. I told Nissa that I felt like there was something there, and she disregarded it. Then it got closer, and felt like it was hovering over me from the side of the bed. So I pulled the blankets over my head. Do you know that feeling when your eyes are closed, but you can still feel somebody come in close to you, whether it be the light changing or just the energy? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what this was like. It hovered over my face and felt like it was literally an inch away. I'm obviously freaked the fuck out by now, but still maintaining composure. Then it crossed the line. I felt two fingers slowly pressed against the middle of my neck. Not once, but twice firmly. It Uh -uh. I have chills right now. (laughs) Yeah. It felt like slow motion, and I was paralyzed by fear. Then I shot up, completely freaked out, and told Nissa what had happened. I should tell you, 
Nissa is not sensitive in the way of spirits at all. So she told me sleepily that I should talk to her sister in the morning. So terrified, I scrunched closer to her and kept the blankets over my head and eventually fell asleep. The next morning, there was some commotion. Her sister's son, girlfriend, said that she could not stay there anymore, and they left. I didn't hear why at that point, but later as we were getting ready to leave, I got the nerve to talk to her sister. She said that the first time she came to the house, she walked down the stairs to the entrance, and as she looked up, she saw a young boy, about nine or ten years of age, in old-style clothing staring out the window. Apparently, this was the same room that her son and his girlfriend were staying in. The girlfriend had seen or felt something as well. I didn't get her experience as she had already left. Then the three-year-old daughter spoke up and said, Oh yeah, I see that little boy too. So after that, my fear subsided, and I realized that this was just a young, curious, mischievous spirit who just wanted to be acknowledged. I wish I'd known that in the beginning, as maybe I would have dealt with it differently instead of fear. I could have given him what he needed, but with positive attention instead. We all went our separate ways, and I have not been back there since. But to this day, that is the only time I have been physically touched by a spirit. A unique visitation for sure. Ooh, that one was good. I was grasping my hot cocoa. <laughs> Ooh. I know. All right. You ready for story number two? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. It was around 1995, and I had been hitchhiking around the country for a few years at this point and found myself in Boulder, Colorado with a friend who lived nearby. She took me to a coffee shop, and after we got our drinks, we went for a walk. She was very excited to show me something. When we got to our destination, I could see an old metal fence surrounding a city block worth of space. There were vines growing up the fence and bushes along it. Beyond the fence was a large, old, burnt-out schoolhouse. The third-floor roof was gone, but the second and first floor were mostly intact, but very aged. All of a sudden, my attention found its way to a woman and a child standing on the second floor of the building, looking out into the world through a crumbling window. They looked like the quintessential ghost, transparent and white with flowing nightgowns from another time. I nudged my friend quietly and pointed. She had seen them too. We watched for more than a minute, quietly observing as they stood there looking out at the unknown. Then the woman's eyes caught my eyes. Our eyes locked and she vanished with the child. If I had been alone, I may have been able to convince myself out of what I saw, even though I knew it was real, but having another witness, there was no denying it. My friend told me as we were walking away that there had been a janitor who set fire to this all-girls school, killing many children and staff. I don't know if that story was true, but those ghosts were there, and that building was burnt out, so it sounds reasonable. I still see them so vividly when I think about it. Ooh, another good one. Mm, Rima. Rima has good stories. Yeah, and they're very well written, mm-hmm. by the way. We are reading these stories verbatim, the way yeah. that you guys sent yeah. them over to us. <clears throat> Story three. In 2005, I moved to Berkeley, California with my five-year-old daughter and partner. We moved into a community house with about 12 people, and we lived there for three years. I had two very different experiences there. The first experience was just a quick visual. 
As I was walking up the attic stairs located in the living room, from the corner of my eye, I saw a large lumberjack-looking man sitting on our couch. Clear as day. (laughs) His shirt was a burnt umber, faded orange, and brown flannel. He looked like you or me, but with a more subtle, dreamy look to him. Like he was faded a bit. When I turned my head in his direction, he was gone. The other experience I had there was a little bit more sinister. I lived in the front of the house with another room directly across the hall, mirroring my room, which my old friend lived in. I was in my room working on a this or that project, and I kept seeing in my peripherals something moving quickly back and forth down the hall. The only way that I can describe it would be a frantic person walking up and down the hallway, back and forth, back and forth, but sped up 100 times so that it was just a dark, swirling blur. Ooh. Oh. This went on for quite some time. I would say on and off for a few hours that morning. Finally, I hollered across the room to my friend and asked him if he was seeing that too. He replied, oh yes, I sure am. And then we went about our business. I have a thing where I really do not like to talk about ghosts when they are present or in a home that I know one inhabits. I tend to wait until after I have left that location. I think it disturbs some of them, but also encourages others. Anyways, after that, I didn't see it happen anymore. We had tons of people in and out of our house from all walks of life. I think it must have followed somebody home, got stuck, and felt lost and confused. Months later, somebody else moved into that room. During a conversation with her, she mentioned that there was a spirit in her room and that the spirit would turn down her music constantly. She would turn it up, it would lower it. She would turn it up again, it would lower it. Oh my gosh, it's she me would as turn a ghost it up again. Turning it down. And then it right? threw the stereo off of her shelf onto the ground and across the room forcefully. Yes, oh yes. my gosh. That would be me. Mm-hmm. These damn kids and their music. Right? That would be me too. Yeah, probably. I tell Eric all the time to turn his music. Your hippity hop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other things like that happened to her as well, but that was her main example. Apparently, that spirit had moved into the room while my friend still lived there. When I told him about the new housemate's experience, he agreed and told me that yes, after that hallway episode, it decided to move in with him. It was one of the reasons why he chose to move out. I'm really happy it didn't move in with us. Our room was crowded enough with the three of us. In closing, I suppose that is enough for now, though I do have more. I know some people don't believe in ghosts, and that's fine. I've seen them and felt them, so I know they exist. What we know about the universe is so minuscule. What we don't know is beyond imagination. I truly believe there are different realms. Sometimes that veil is lifted in certain places, and sometimes that veil is thinner for certain people. It's all very complicated, and I don't pretend to understand it. But I do believe in it and have my theories. I also believe science will one day be able to explain it, but we just don't have that knowledge yet. I'm grateful for my level of sensitivity because it reminds me there is a bigger picture. Ah, the mystery. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Well done. Rima, no more hitchhiking, I hope. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Eric Eric saw my face when he said that. I was like, eyebrow raised. (laughs) Eyebrow raised. Rima is a free spirit, it sounds like. No, she totally is with her trips and stuff from last year. Yeah. She made us that awesome 
um, Christmas tree topper for the oh man, yeah, so good the um, murder myth mystery Christmas mm-hmm. tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the one that looks like the skin from Ed Gein and yeah, stuff. Yeah, all the oh. tattoos <laughs> yes. on it. Our so first rare. year, she did it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It lights up. Mm-hmm. Well, those are great stories. I can't wait to hear some more. We will be doing more ghost stories. Everyone that's listening and you want to submit one, we will be doing more in December. December. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> in Christmas month. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> in Hanukkah month. Christmaka Yule. <laughs> month anyways uh all right i'm going to give a trigger warning for mine it does have um some domestic and sexual abuse all right now this story is from laura and she starts off with saying the story is a hundred percent true my father was a monster my sister and i were both sexually abused We moved to a small town of about 600 people an hour or so from Houston. He kept our family in an extremely poor living condition to control and humiliate us, not because he couldn't afford us, like with no running water or bathroom in an unfinished house. He also had another family that all his guys at work knew about, but none of them told my mom. Wow. It was two days after Christmas in 1984, and my mother had gone to work, and my younger brother, five years old, and I, ten years old, were sleeping in the one room upstairs we kids shared. At some point in the night, our older sister, 14, went down to go outside to relieve herself. No bathroom, remember? Oh, jeez. He whacked her on the head with a hammer, and when she woke up, she was in the abandoned house next door, tied to a table naked. I heard the whole thing with her screaming and him making his disgusting demands. I'm keeping myself and my brother quiet and hidden because I was sure that day my siblings and I were going to die. Then things are not going like he wants, so I hear them coming into the house downstairs screaming and arguing. I could hear the scuffle as he dragged out the guns and loaded them. He took out two one for her and one for him. This is what I heard him telling her. We are going to go outside and you will kill me, or if you don't, I will kill you, and then come in for your brother and sister. What? Then I will wait for your mother to come home and kill her before I kill myself. She, of course, is screaming and crying, And I am just trying to keep myself and my brother quiet. They went back out. My brother and I were in our room with only one way in and out, and I knew that we were going to die. I tried to keep my brother quiet. I hugged him and told him Daddy was very angry and that nothing was happening was his fault and that he was a good, sweet little boy, and I loved him. Then a gunshot. We held our breath for the longest, And we heard the door and footsteps, and I waited for us to die. Then I heard my sister calling and crying that we needed to get to a phone and call mom and the police because she has just killed our father. The end of it is it was ruled justified homicide, and there was no trial for my sister. A few months later, after my mom had the house interior finished, I looked out the back window to the spot where he was shot. I saw the figure of my father from nothing fade into 
view and solidify. He looked straight at me with a creepy smile and then faded back out. I thought I was seeing things until several days later I heard my mom telling one of her friends that she had seen the same thing. That's not the only paranormal experience in that house, but those are other stories for other days. My brother, thankfully, does not remember the hard and scary times we endured as kids and grew up to be a normal bratty shit of a little brother. (laughs) Sadly, my sister was deeply troubled and married another abuser and died before she was 30 due to drugs and alcohol. Oh, my gosh. He did it. He finally killed her. Man. (sighs) Uh, She goes on to say, myself, I deal with demons and PTSD, but all in all, I have a pretty good life. When you know you are going to die, you never squander the gift of another day, no matter how hard things get. Laura, that story, that was so powerful. My goodness. I I, I just don't even, you probably are going to hear long tracks of silence because those are points where I think all of us, our jaws were just on the floor. Yeah, for sure. Like, we don't read these stories up until like probably maybe a couple minutes before we go live, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might look through um real yeah, quick, just, just make quickly, sure that you know, we can read them okay. Yeah. Ask any questions or like any, you know, something where we don't fully understand, but yeah, yeah usually it's just right on the Ooh. But that one I had to read a few times and still had yeah. had some hard times to get through. I'm no, seriously can... like ugly crying over here. Yeah. It, yeah. That, oh wow! God. Thank what, you what, for sharing, and I'm so happy. Oh yeah, what you and your your siblings went through is that, just insane. Yeah. That's wow. That terror, I can only imagine. That Full could, body chills. Mm-hmm. Thank God that your brother doesn't remember it. Yeah, you know? that's what I was going to say. I'm so happy that he doesn't. It, Unless it's just you know, repressed somewhere up in there. I don't know, but you know, yeah. God. Let it be repressed up there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Never let it out of its thing. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Unbelievable. Okay. Wow. Sarah, you want to... uh... (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll wrap us up here. Um, Actually, Nicole is going to wrap us up. So... Okay. This is a story that she calls the gray man. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. okay. Like, it's not heavy like the last one but it's oh it's a good one okay okay i I mean i got my cocoa and my blanket i'm down with creepy because that last one was just more more horrifying for the events that happened not necessarily the ghost side of things well this one's creepy okay show oh show all right show growing up the paranormal seemed to follow me even as a small child i saw things felt things and heard things that were not there or at least not to others. To me, this was normal. So I was never really afraid. It continued into my adulthood. In my 20s, I worked for an outdoor summer theater company in the Outer Banks of North Carolina called The Lost Colony. Yes, that lost colony. Oh, come on. The one that mysteriously disappeared. Roanoke. As I pull my blanket closer. (laughs) So... The performers and technicians lived in a set of apartment buildings just up the road. 
The apartments are two levels, generally two units on the front of the building and two units on the back. Hauntings and ghost stories surround both the theater venue, the encompassing state park, and the apartments. It is an old area. The trees themselves can seem haunted and sorrowful. The most common story told from summer to summer was that of the gray man. A tall gray figure of a bearded man in a wide-brimmed hat and a long cloak. As told to me, a sighting of the gray man was a bad omen. Before I first met him, I only knew of his existence and that I lived in the quote-unquote most haunted building. Not in America, just the most haunted building. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. I had to clarify. I believe we talk about the most haunted building in America in our upcoming episode. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We do. One of the most haunted. Yes. It was set back from the others in the trees, a much more quiet space, which seemed like a whole separate world. My apartment was on the ground level. In front of my building, a dilapidated rope swing hung from a tree. Folks joked that it was the gray man's swing and that you should stay away from it. Me, being the witch that I am, set up a small outdoor shrine at the tree with the gray man's swing. I left little trinkets and things on occasion. Partway through the summer, I returned from our nightly performance late, about 1130 or so. The path up to my building was pitch black. There used to be an outdoor light by the tree... It had been flickering eerily for days and was now completely out. How convenient. Mm. Right? Mm. As I walked up the path, I saw a tall, dark figure standing at the top of the rise. I did not recognize him as anyone from my building, and I did know everyone. I had no choice but to walk past him to get to my apartment. Walking closer, I saw the figure was a bearded man with a wide-brimmed hat wearing a cloak or an Iverness-type coat. I took a deep breath, put on my big girl panties, and decided I had no choice if I wanted to go to bed that night. (laughs) Yeah. I like how Nicole rolls. All right. I know. All right. We're doing this. Let's do it. I had to keep going and walk past this guy, no matter who he was. I reached for my pocket knife, just in case, and kept walking. When I was close enough to touch him, he faded and disappeared. Really Realizing I had just seen the gray man, I greeted him. Hello, you must be the gray man. And went about my business to my apartment. I laughed to myself and jokingly thought, well, I made a new friend. Over the following weeks, he appeared many more times, seeming to wait for me to come home at night each time closer and closer to my space until one night he was on my porch next to my front door. Why does he sound like a stray cat? That you- <laughs> Right? <laughs> Do not feed the gray man. He will never leave. <laughs> it got closer and closer. You can't let him in the house. <laughs> if you feed him, they'll never leave. Do Just- not invite them in. Dude, I heard that all the time from my mom. <laughs> yep. Uh, So I greeted him and thought of him almost as a comforting presence, like the dog happy to see you when you come home. Mm. 
Who's a good During boy? The- yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> During the day, I started talking out loud to him. He seemed just as much a part of the place. Why not talk to him? I left him a few little tokens at the tree swing shrine. Little things like crab slaw, a shell, a piece of beach glass, a coin or two. Sometimes I caught glimpses of him out of the corner of my eye walking up and down the hallway to my bedrooms. He seemed to be my new unseen roommate and my friend around the house. The gray man never scared me. After all, ghosts are part of my life. Always have been. One night after a late night of partying, I offered a friend from the cast a place to crash on my couch before driving home across the islands. I got him settled and went off to bed. To my surprise, my friend was not on the couch when I woke up a few hours later. Apparently, he had tried to sleep. He felt a dark presence staring down at him. This presence clearly did not want him there. (laughs) He said the feeling became so intense that he had to get up and leave. Oh, no. It's like a jealous boyfriend. Like, why are you here? He's jealous. The ghost (laughs) is jealous of this guy. I love it. Yeah. He never took my offer to crash at my house again after parties. I couldn't figure out what the issue could have been. Why could the gray man have been a problem with my friend? Another night, I got settled and comfortable in bed, only to realize that I needed to use the restroom. I begrudgingly got out of my cozy bed, stopping short because I nearly bumped into someone standing in the middle of my room. Oh, excuse me, I said, physically walking around this figure to get to the bedroom door. After finishing my business, I came back down the hall, pausing in the doorway. Wait a minute, I thought. Who did I just bump into? My roommate is clearly sleeping in her bed across the room from mine. No one else is in the room. Our housemates are asleep down the hall. I shrugged it off and went back to bed. A few nights later... I woke in the middle of the night to the sensation like someone gently running their hand over my hip as if to gently wake me. (laughs) And little side note, I'm a side sleeper, so my back was to the center of the room, the door a few feet from my bed. I rolled over thinking my roommate might need something. There was no one there. My roommate soundly sleeping on her side in the room. My heart stopped for a second, a wee bit freaked out. This was new. He never touched me before. Yeah. This felt wrong, like a line was crossed, a friendship changed. This simple touch felt dark. My gray man touched me, and I wasn't sure if I was okay with it. What the fuck, gray man? It took me a while to get back to sleep. Life continued. Occasionally, I would find the gray man standing in my room in the middle of the night. A little unnerving, but again, I brushed it off. Sometimes I heard footsteps in the hallway outside my room. I brought trinkets specifically for him less and less. Though each time I left the apartment, I glanced over at the swing shrine and said things like, I'll see you later, or I'll be back after the show. Summer stock theater becomes a routine. My routine just happened to have a ghost in it. Fast forward to the end of summer. Our production closed, the performers left, and the technicians stayed on for about a week or so to clean and put away all the costumes. 
It's a big change with a lot of people coming and going. I'd been packing up my own things throughout the week. In fact, pretty much everything was packed and ready to leave. Activity really picked up in my apartment. The energy changed and felt anxious and almost frantic. At this point, I was literally the only person left in my building. I repeat, my roommate and housemates gone. I am completely alone in all caps oh, no. <laughs> in this building tucked away from the others. No one in the apartment above me. No one in the two units on the back of the building, the empty apartments locked and keys turned in to the management. Two friends knocked on my door one evening with a homemade Ouija board in hand. They said that they wanted to take it to the porch of one of the units on the back of my building and asked if I wanted to join. I politely declined. I'm a witch. I don't fuck with Ouija boards. Later that night, all hell broke loose. I could hear violent banging from the locked apartments at the back of the building. Heavy footsteps in the locked and empty, again all in caps, apartments above mine. Sounds like furniture dragging above and from within my own apartment. When I tried to go to bed, I saw dark shadows walking back and forth across my bedroom doorway. I was alone and completely freaked out. I contemplated calling my friend and asking if I could stay at his house. I swallowed my fears and went to sleep. From a dead sleep, I jumped awake to a loud rattling and clattering noise of something skittering across wood. Sound coming from an empty wooden dresser next to my bed. Okay, I need to know how that was spelled. It's beady 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 Yeah. Okay. It's like that. I bet it's this. But I like Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's was good. That was. I'm like, how did she interpret this? With that though. Yeah. Okay. So. And then the ghost. Oh, just wait. You'll get it. So, while I packed all my clothes. Sorry. I left a vibrator in the top drawer because, well, a girl gets lonely sometimes. Yes, you may laugh. I flung the empty drawer open to find the vibrator going full speed, rattling across the drawer. (laughs) So you're saying the vibrator turned itself on? (laughs) There were no batteries in it. The batteries lay on the bottom of the drawer. I stared at the thing for a few moments, not knowing what to do. I looked up to see the gray man standing in the middle of my room. Mm -mm. The sound stopped and he disappeared. Thoroughly freaked out, I closed the drawer, placing the batteries on top of the dresser. I told myself maybe the loose battery somehow made connection while it was in the drawer, and that explained everything. Separating the batteries from the vibrator would clearly prevent anything more. Obviously. At least that's how I tried to comfort myself. I went back to sleep. Not long after... 
rattling sound across the drawer again. The batteries, the batteries rolled off the dresser and across the floor. I flipped on the lights and the noise stopped. I couldn't think straight. I was freaked out, had no idea what to do. I didn't want to run out of the apartment into the dark. And my car seemed so far away, the other apartments even further. And I couldn't remember who was left in what buildings. I spent the rest of the night wide awake on the couch, trembling a dark, oppressive shroud hanging around me. The next night, my last night in the apartment, I slept with the lights on and barely slept at all. Everything felt wrong about the place. It wasn't the home I'd grown to love all summer, my comfortable oasis replaced by the sense of deafening silence and walls closing in on me. I still think of the gray man now and again. He appeared in several places I've lived since then, hundreds of miles away from the outer banks of North Carolina. He still filters into the fringe of my dreams. Did I invite something in? Did I allow something too close? Maybe. Somehow, I feel the gray man will never completely leave me. Wow. That's an awesome story. Mm -hmm. That is a great story. Yeah. The first time when I read it, I was just like, oh, Nicole's so good. <laughs> I had no idea what you were trying to do. <laughs> Once you find out what it is, yeah, you're like, oh, okay, I know sense. exactly yeah, yeah, what the sound is. Right. <laughs> oh, that is a vibrator oh, turned on oh, yeah. by itself <laughs> in a drawer. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how you'd spell it. My old vibrator yeah. drawer. Like, <laughs> it's, it's perfect. <laughs> Uh, you know, um, one of the stories mentioned it earlier, I think it was Rima, mm. it seems up her alley, but like the bell is totally yeah. thin right now. Um, Halloween through the Day of the Dead, so yeah, Ooh. we well, may have then, a lot of ghost stories come yeah. December. Mm. This story like struck a particular chord with me because. It's actually the house I still live in, and it was when my husband and I first started dating. I woke up to something caressing my hip in the night. Oh, that was me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead and edit that. That's awkward. <laughs> what? No, your house is totally oh. spooky, dude. <laughs> I know. Oh, and just to like add a little more spooktacularness to it. Lately, Jack will like look, he's terrified of closets, which I'm like, every child is scared of closets, right? Valid. So last night he's looking in sack of potatoes closet and he's like, Mm -mm. he's like, hi. And I'm like, who are you saying hi to? And he's like, the man. And I'm like, Mm -mm. uh, and I, and one of Brett's jackets is hanging in the closet. And I was like, no, no, honey, that's one of daddy's jackets. Don't even worry about that. And I even took the jacket out and like showed it to him. And he was like, uh mom you're dumb yeah anyway I hang that's it back not up. what i was talking about Hello. so i hang it back up and we're sitting there on the on the rug in in finn's room like playing around and all of a sudden he looks over and just smiles and then finn looks over and smiles Mm-mm. and then jack waves <laughs> and i'm all oh um God. i'm just gonna pass this off to that jacket still don't care <laughs> Don't have time for that right now. So, yeah. 
nope, can't deal with this right now. Nope. I have got like, <laughs> ooh, I got the shivers. It's that yeah. ghost in that oh. photo you took. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Oh my gosh. Other thing in his room the other night, like Jack is just wild right now. Like between all the Halloween decorations around the neighborhood, he is just, his imagination is an overdrive. But he actually started yelling at something in his own closet and then tried to send it to timeout. <laughs> yes. So don't know what that was about. But but he's being happy a Halloween, everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like, get out, go to the corner, and it was like, oh shit, wow. Uh, okay. If he'd said something like "demon be gone," then you know, no. you're like, wait, what? No, he he sent him to timeout. So that's even better, though. I would love to see, like, you know, John Constantine send a demon <laughs> to a corner for timeout. Time now out. you need to dress him up down. like John Constantine. There you go. Give him some cigarettes and a trench coat, and oh, you're good perfect. to go. Perfect. Yes. Cheap candy cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, as an adult, oh I still love finding occasionally, and I will walk around oh wherever gosh. I am at. Mm-hmm. And puff on them. Especially in the winter time. And it's usually I yeah. can only find them in Old Town. When you can see uh, your breath. But yeah. Old Town San Diego, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good times. So I dumb. should probably grow up someday. Well, Anyways, no. Happy Halloween, weirdos. Yes. Uh, happy All Hallows Eve. Normal episodes resume next Monday. We're back. So we <laughs> hope you enjoyed this little surprise bonus episode. Happy Samhain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And yeah. with that, guys, let's let's go hide from the trick or treaters still and or the men in my scary. closets. Mm, uh, yes, yes, yeah, we'll talk They're about that off still, air. So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, oh, perfect. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.